Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we have a special guest, Henry Lopez, to discuss his complaint-free challenge and his sucky moment of the week. Hello, everybody. How are you? Fabulous. Doing great. Hello, Henry. So we're so excited. Henry, you are our first ever guest on the Spark Podcast. Seriously? I mean, that's that's an honor. Oh, yeah, this is awesome. So you guys, Henry was a huge inspiration for our podcast. He um, will give you a little information. He himself is a serial entrepreneur with 34 years of diverse business and corporate experience. Wow. He's a business I know. That's a lot. <laughs> makes a makes lot. you sound old, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or you just started when you were really young. There you go. Um, he's a business coach and mentor and the co-host of the How of Business podcast. And so we're going to put all that on the show notes, um, his website and the podcast, which I've actually been a guest on. It's pretty awesome. But his website is, is it Levante? Is that how you say it? Oh, the best place is thehowofbusiness.com and everybody can find everything from there. So thehowofbusiness.com. Okay. Well, that's easy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so if you are interested in learning more about being an entrepreneur or you are an entrepreneur, um, you, so you guys interview. I know I was interviewed as an entrepreneur. You interviewed different people and and what else? That, that's it. My partner and I will discuss topics sometimes. So we've talked about hiring process, for example, or delivering remarkable customer service. But we'll release at least one episode a week, and it's usually at least one or two interview episodes as well. And it's a diversity of people, all kinds of backgrounds, small business owners, people who offer services to small business owners, all with the focus of helping people start, run, and grow a small business. Awesome. So go check that out. It's great. And actually, Henry is one of my business coaches and mentors, and so he he really inspired us to do this podcast. So thank you. Oh, you're my, my pleasure. I'm excited to be on the show with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> So we last week we introduced the complaint free challenge and this is something that I've been doing with I started doing it uh, years ago probably like an 08 or so um, with my first teacher training class at yoga teacher training and one of my friends from Fort Worth sent it to me and she said oh I think you'd you know I think you'd be interested in this and I just thought it was brilliant and so we've used it in every teacher training and we use it with my staff and all the programs I teach at the spark online program and so I love it I love it I love it and I hate it (laughs) can I complain about the challenge (laughs) Um, no it is it is definitely a challenge for me as well but I love to speak to people that have never done it before so you were you know you took the challenge and how did it go well, it's going. Uh, it's been an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, the initial part that was a challenge was actually finding a band. These are things are not as hard, excuse me, not as easy to find as they were a few years ago, right? They used to be everywhere. And I went to Walgreens. I went to CVS. None of them had it. 
finally found one because I wanted a black one. So I did kind of cheat. Mine's not purple. Mine's black. Oh, that's I okay. Didn't want to wear a purple you one. <laughs> yeah, I guess the part I'm missing there is somebody else recognizing it. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that was the initial challenge. And then it's been about, because I've just been at it for about a week, is just remembering it. Now, my wife has been very good about reminding me. <laughs> so, so that part is working well. <laughs> so, but remembering how to do it, remembering to do it has been the biggest challenge um, and then just you know it is such an ingrained habit and that's such a I've been one of the big takeaways for me it's such an ingrained habit that it really takes a while to become conscious that you're actually doing it yes and so that's what's so interesting in the book um, he talks about the four stages of the process and the first stage is I think it's something I think it's called unconscious communication. And so it's where you're not even aware that you're complaining mm-hmm. or unconscious complaining or whatever he called it. But yeah, and then it becomes conscious. Then you notice how much you do it. And then you go into the stages of actually changing. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I don't know if for me, I would have as much progress if it wasn't for my wife participating. <laughs> and I keep joking because she's enjoying this, right? Because she's obviously the biggest recipient of it, particularly when we are in the car. (laughs) So I'm always complaining about something. It's traffic or nobody knows how to drive or why is this construction been going on forever? (laughs) On and on and on, right? And she's had it because we've been married for 20 years. And so she's loving reminding me. But it's interesting, if that wasn't the case, I I don't know how often I would remember to do it. Interesting. At least initially, right? Until now, it because it it itself then becomes a habit, but I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's one of the things that John, my husband, is he likes the purple bracelet, the actual complaint free bracelet. And and I can get you one if you want one. But um, because I said to him once, like, oh, we don't have to wear those, we can wear something else. And he was like, no, I like that one because it's something I would never normally wear. And so it reminds Mm -hmm. me, it stands out for him. Mm Yeah, because I mean, a, you know, a See, purple it stands cast. out for me because I don't wear like I don't wear a watch, so I don't wear anything else on my wrist, so that's not a problem. I, it definitely is there, and in fact, okay. I, I don't wear a watch because things are usually uncomfortable on me. So I, I am aware of it being there, so that's goodness. Okay, well, that's a start for sure. Yeah. Okay. And then you, so is your wife actually doing the challenge or is she just helping she's, you? She's not, which is a good point. So I, I think I need to get her on it, but she, you know, she's a very different personality. Not, not that she wouldn't benefit and don't benefit from it, but uh, she's not a big complainer. She always tends to look at the positives in life. And so, but it would be good for her to go through it as well. Oh yeah. You should definitely get her to do it with you. It makes it more fun. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. so. Okay. Well, so and- here, Yeah. Well, one, one quick thing just for our listeners too, is if you have her do it, it, she's not going to like this, but she's, (laughs) if she tells you that you complained, then she has Ah. to make her bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So I'm just saying it might be fun for you to have her do it. (laughs) Oh no, no. That's convinced me right there. That's (laughs) That's Vic's favorite part of the whole thing. He's like, Uh, he wants to tell me so bad to move mine. (laughs) Okay, so how how should that work then? Because so she's the one that catches me in the car. Is there a right way then for then her for her to point it out that I didn't switch our uh, switch hands? How does that work then? I mean, they're really it's it's up to you. Like she can decide to do it and then just move her bracelet, which you know is probably okay. what maybe she would do in the beginning. But then I think after a while, it, 
what happens is when you do this long enough, I mean, you really will start to notice it because if you're both committed to it, it just becomes this, again, that's when you go into the conscious aspect of it where you'll start to notice it. And, and the other thing that I'll give you as homework and all the listeners is to journal your top three complaints, just write them down because there it's, what's interesting is that we complain a lot, but we tend to complain about the same things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So if you think about it in a way, that's good because if you can get a handle on what are those three, five, maybe even 10 things, you know, start with maybe three and just work on those you can cut out a huge percentage of your complaining. Interesting. Yeah. So here's a challenge I had. We were, so yesterday I was conscious of this as we were driving somewhere and we were on a road that was in particularly bad shape. And I said, boy, this road is in bad shape. Is that a complaint? Okay. So here's the thing. You, (laughs) you can state a fact and if the intention is that there, it's just a fact, then no, it's not a complaint. But generally speaking, and I can't remember exactly what he says on the book on this, but it's it's good. I'll give you a copy of my book. Um, th- like, say you're talking about, you're complaining about uh, somebody at work or something, and you say, you know, Bill is always late. I think this is the example I used last week. Like, uh, or no, that's not a great example. Let me think through. But basically, if you're complaining about somebody doing something, it's not that you can't go to your boss or or to that person and say, hey, this is what's happening. But you have to be with the intention that you're making it better. So mm-hmm. it's like a discussion like you were late. It's not the, it's not a complaint. If you're saying you were late and here's how it affected us and he, here's what we can do to make it better versus oh, he is always late. Mm-hmm. Right. I understand. Okay. So what was your intention behind how you said it would? Well, I think it was just a fact, a statement, but uh, how I otherwise would have, I would have added to it. This is always the case. And this road is always a mess and they never fix anything. And, you know, so I would have turned it into more of a complaint (laughs) of how every, every road in Dallas is bad and it's always under construction. And so that would have been what I would typically have said is something along those lines. Yeah. So that's definitely a complaint, right? That's a complaint. Which you know. (laughs) Right. And so I think it's just the intention behind the words. And this is so awesome because the, like what I've found happens with myself and others when we get, when you get into this after like a month or two months, you start to really analyze like, why do I say what I say? Mm -hmm. And it's what I've found is when I'm really deeply ingrained in this work, my conversations become a lot higher level and more meaningful because I stop saying just like random stuff. That's just not useful. I'm just saying it to talk. Like it's really hot outside. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because the the example you gave now makes me think of in my wife's case where this would be good for her. She does have the tendency. She doesn't work per se, but in her travel agency business, she's partnering with a brick and mortar existing travel agency and she has the tendency when she goes to those environments to come back and say, well, you know, they never invite me to the meetings or they always forget to include me. And it's part of her, you know, wanting to be liked and wanting to be accepted. But that's how she complains. Mm-hmm. And and to your point, what bugs me about it is being the typical guy is, OK, well, how are you going to fix that? Right. Stop complaining about it. So that's that's where she, I think, would benefit from it, at least in my observation. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great example. And you know, we think about our words having so much power and they really do. They have power for us ourselves and they have power. They certainly have power with other people. And so 
you know, when you think about, okay, well, I'm saying this, what's my intention behind it? And if it doesn't have an intention, then you just stop saying it. Now, the next stage after that is then to stop thinking it. That's a whole nother book that mm-hmm. he hasn't written. That, that That's a whole nother thing that I could get into that's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we won't go there. But, but it really will help you start thinking differently. But it might help her start thinking, well, how can I make, you know, how can I let them know that it's important to me? Or what I often say to people is then if it's not important enough for you to say something, then just stop complaining about it, drop it and move on. Right. Exactly. Right. So... Yeah. So it's good. So there's so many things that can come about this. What I thought was cool, though, is when you wrote me back, you said like sometimes it was hard for you to admit that you were complaining. Yeah, because it's so ingrained. It's so I'm sure a part of my personality. I, I don't I don't know that I'm a complainer, but I'm a critic and I've always got an opinion about everything. And often it's negative because nobody does things the way I want them to do it. Right. And so and again, that's why it manifests itself so much when we're driving. I mean, we've gotten to a point certainly long time ago. My wife won't drive if I'm in the car. Right. So that that happened a long time ago because I'll be criticizing or critiquing or providing advice on how <laughs> she should drive. Right. So that happened a long time ago. But so it, I, I think it's just become part of who I am. And it's interesting to start dissecting that. It's good to have an opinion and state of fact and make observations, but then when you cross in, over into constantly complaining, it's a whole number another thing, and that's the focus here. But the huge takeaway, though, for me so far is the impact and the effect that that has on someone else, especially mm-hmm. someone who spends a lot of time with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's huge, and that's why when I started doing this. I had to ask John to do it with me. It's very hard to do it by yourself. And it, and most people will think that they complain less than they do. I would, I almost would say everyone, but mm-hmm. you can't say everyone because <laughs> um, I'm sure there's someone out there that doesn't. But most people, we don't realize how much we're doing it. So it's just really helpful to see how it affects the people in our lives and then to get them involved as well. And what's cool is like, as people start to feel results and like literally feel resort results, like you feel better when you're not negative all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they start to spread it to other people. And so like I've had, you know, students of mine that are teachers and then they spread it to their school and then their teachers are doing it and then their kids are doing it and their, you know, workplaces are doing it. And so it's cool, but you can't have someone do it with you. That's going to be sarcastic because sarcasm is, counts as a complaint. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The other thing I'm challenged with, and I guess, again, it depends on the type of complaining, but it's almost like there's a part of me that says, well, I have the right to express my opinion. I, I, I'm frustrated with this. So why can't I complain about it? And, and that I'm struggling with that early on as well. Yeah. So would you have another example besides the road? <sighs> trying to think of most recently here. I, there's nothing that comes to mind immediately, but I'm sure it was something, a complaint I made about someone. I have a friend, for example, this didn't happen this week, but I have a friend who's habitually late going back to that topic. So, you know, oh, Ivan will be late to his wit, uh, to his uh, funeral, you know. Um, <laughs> so that those kind of complaints, it, they, they don't get you anywhere, right, if I'm frustrated with it. But yeah. again, uh, it's it's more this broader issue of, I almost feel like I'm entitled to complain and my wife feels like I've heard these complaints long enough. Yeah. I guess I would ask you to just think about like what where does the entitlement come from? That's kind of a that I question. that I have the right to complain, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like wh- why? I think what I need to separate is 
my obvious right to express myself and express anger or frustration or whatever separately from just complaining for the sake of complaining. Yeah. And the thing is, is you can, you can express discontentness, grief, anger, all those things, but you just want to watch. It's all about the intention. So again, if you're just complaining to complain, if you're just saying it to complain and there's no end game, then that's a complaint. But if you're working towards a solution or, or it's just a fact, like I'm really upset that Henry is always late. It's really frustrating for me because I feel blah, blah, blah is very different from, Oh, Henry is always late. Yeah. Do you hear the difference? Sure. Absolutely. So, um, and it might also, it, it often sparks a spark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was unintentional, but a conversation, right? So it could spark a conversation for you guys to just, for you to have a heart to heart. It's like, Hey, when you're always late, I feel frustrated and Mm -hmm. can't get my work done. And so I just want you to know that. And so maybe, maybe it doesn't solve the problem, but maybe it makes you feel better and that you actually worked towards a solution in any way you can. And then you're able to drop it because you did what you could. Right. Right. That makes sense. I don't know. That's just, my coaching advice to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's early on, so I, I got to keep it up now. That's also going to be a challenge is to continue doing it uh, yeah. until, until that until that process of switching hands becomes a habit. And so I got to get past, got to get to that point. Absolutely. I would definitely recommend getting the book because the book is really awesome and it gives you a lot of the good little stories and information and it answers a lot of these questions of like, well, what about when this, you know, what about when my coworkers are negative and, you know, Mm -hmm. all these different things that gives you kind of inspiration about, and then definitely get Pam on board for sure. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. It's so my pleasure. Yeah. Cause we've been doing this for so long and um, we love to hear like where everybody, like how they, that first week is, Oh, it's so interesting. (laughs) It is. It certainly is. How do you do on this, Nicole? Because you're like Miss Happy. Um, well, I'm sarcastic, though. So <laughs> that one's it's me and Vic with the sarcasm is always interesting. Uh, but what we talked about when I was in teacher training was we talked about the thoughts that happen inside your head. Do you remember that? Like negative mm-hmm. self-talk. So that one was a big one for me. So anytime I was like really being critical towards myself, I would switch my band. So, yeah, th- this is no easy walk for me for sure. (laughs) Ah, yeah. And so that's not part of his, like the Will Bowen's 21 Mm -hmm. day challenge because most people are complainers. And so it's like getting rid of that first and then, then the mental, but Nicole's probably one step ahead of most of us. So that's probably why I hesitated when you asked me for another example. I've been, as I've been sitting here thinking about this, when I drive, it's a very stressful experience for me for all the reasons I highlighted, right? And they're silly (laughs) for the most part. Um, And that's when it comes out more. I'm not otherwise typically a complaining type of person. Like the example I gave about my wife, I was never like that even when I was in the work environment, hence why I became an entrepreneur. In other words, I've always been the type of, if it's that bad where you're working, quit, right? The easy answer, right? (laughs) Right. Not that simple, right? But that's my mentality. And that's kind of the approach I tend to take with it. Listen, if it gets to a point where it's no longer good, then we're going to leave and we're going to do our own thing. And so I think of it very logically, right? But 
her, it could be just a prompt to discuss the issue, but the way she's prompting the discussion is by a complaint, right? And so I got to understand that better. And to like you said, her being more conscious of the complaining could lead to that. That's one of the benefits, I suppose. But it's interesting for me where, where it does come out, and hence why all my examples have been in the car, is that that's a stressful situation for me. Mm-hmm. Throughout the rest of my day, I have stresses, but they're different types of stresses, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing as an entrepreneur, so it doesn't come out as much. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What, do you um, have music that relaxes you that you could listen to in the car? Mm-hmm. I have tried that, and sometimes I'll do that, or I'll listen to a podcast or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I've tried that. Now, of course, this has been exacerbated, I think, because I don't drive that much. I'm at home mm-hmm. office for the most part. When I used to commute for a living back you know, 20 years ago, I dealt with it better because it was just something I had to do every day. So I've gotten spoiled in that regard. Yeah, I can relate to that. All right. Well, keep at it. We'll, we'll do some check-ins. I and, will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this kind of relates to our sucky moment of the week. <laughs> I think maybe it has I, – I, my guess is that your sucky moment of the week might have to do with driving, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> so – as our listeners know by now, I think we're, I think we're on episode six, which is very exciting. Um, we share a sucky moment of the week. We thought it would be really fun for Henry to be the presenter of his sucky moment of the week. Absolutely. And it does not have to do with driving, although I could easily pick up (laughs) (laughs) the sucky moment I thought would be worth sharing is earlier this week. I was a guest like I am today with you all on another podcast and I just didn't feel it went well. I was stumbling with my answers. I kind of got caught off guard with a couple of the questions and I just didn't feel like I gave good questions. I thought it was a terrible interview. And so at the end, and in fact, the the host asked me how I thought it went, and I said, now very good, and she disagreed. Fortunately, I had recorded it on my side. So the sucky moment is after that, I thought, boy, that was bad. I didn't prepare well. I wasn't articulate. I just didn't get the message across, didn't answer the questions well. And so I was feeling down, like just, you know, you were not good. Fortunately, I listened to the recording and and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, Angela, but did you want me to go on to kind of how I recovered from that sucky moment? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I listened to the recording, and even myself, I thought, that actually wasn't bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was actually okay, right? And my big takeaway from it is that I beat myself up too much. I, you got to give yourself a break sometimes. And I'm so hypercritical that if I take a step back, and look at it again, it, it wasn't even close to being as bad as I thought it was. Mm, gosh, isn't that so true with so many things in life? Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, often it takes, and it does happen to me as well, somebody else to say, no, that, that was actually pretty good. And, and that perspective is important to have. But I was able to get that even myself. It's just the thing is, in the moment while I was doing the interview, I'm thinking I'm, I was hyper thinking about it. And at the end, I thought, oh, that was terrible. But then I, when I reflected on it, and thank goodness I did record it because I think that helped tremendously to be able to listen right back to it. Because I immediately I replayed to say, OK, how could I have done that better? And at the end of replaying it, I thought that actually wasn't bad. Yeah, that's that's so great. I, I think we're just we're our best critic like our worst critic really like that's right our best worst critic <laughs> mm-hmm. um it, really because i find that to be the case with pretty much almost everyone i work with and i don't know what that is i mean i, I 
I don't know what that stems from. It's different for everybody, but we, the way that we perceive ourselves is often so different than the way we actually are. It's so harsh. We, we look at ourselves so harshly from when we look at ourselves in the mirror to it's certainly doing this medium of podcasting where everybody cringes at the sound of their own voice. Right. Oh my when gosh, I first, yes. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> when I first started to listen back, it's like, oh my goodness, who wants mm-hmm. to listen to that? Mm-hmm. But, but then you realize, wait a second, it's not that bad. And you get feedback from others. But, but the sound of our voice is one of the worst things mm-hmm. ever, right? When we first hear our voice recorded, just like when we first see ourselves on video, it's, it's horrific. But we got we got to let that go, and it has so much to do with our self perception, our self esteem, perhaps, and just this ideal that that we have that we're supposed to be perfect, whatever the heck that is, um, and we just beat ourselves up. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons it took me so long to lo- so long rather to launch my podcast, is I kept trying to get it perfect, and there is no such thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can relate to that in so many ways. Yes. Because, I mean, you can work on things till you're blue in the face. They're never going to be the way you want them to be. And so just put something out there. Yeah. And realize that if you are genuine and you're sharing uh, information and value, people are going to receive that. And it's not so much about, oh, I said um too much or I paused too long or I stumbled on my words. Sure, we want to be good about that as we get better and better at whatever it is that we do. This is a craft that we've chosen and we got to get better and better at it. But we, we got to give ourselves a break. We, we got to allow ourselves at least the opportunity to grow and it's okay if people watch or, in our case, listen to us grow. Yeah, I love that. So I think the inspired action here is to give yourself a break. And that reminds me of the old McDonald's commercial, You, <laughs> you Deserve a Break Today. <laughs> I think I might be... Um, you might be uh, hungry. Well, I, I might... Oh, that's true. It is like 12.43 p.m. <laughs> but I was going to say, I might be dating myself because, Nicole, do you even remember those commercials? No, I don't know that one. You're going to have to post a video of it. <laughs> Uh, she's a good 10 years younger than me so there's so many things I'll reference and she's like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> off the show off the show <laughs> oh she keeps me young so yeah so the, yeah so why don't we say this for our listeners is I think the try this this week you just really kind of gave it to us and it's great is to find something in your life that you need to give yourself a break on and give yourself a break I love that Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicole can relate to this one. Yeah. Oh, major. Yep. I, anything I do, I am definitely the worst critic of all of it. So this is a huge lesson for me, a daily one. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes moment to moment, right? Oh, for sure. Project to project, conversation to conversation. Yeah. I think for most of us, I know for me is we hear there's someone in our life we won't get into the details of that, that, that we hear criticizing us. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, it stems to childhood, right? So that, that person comes in and, and says, and my, and that story that was written by someone else for me, you're not good enough or that wasn't good enough or how stupid was that? Oh, Henry, you should do our yoga teacher training. You should. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit on like one of our very, very major topics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, but that's gosh. for another show, right? That another is, epi- yeah. another episode. That is such a good teaser into the future. So yeah, we will we will ooh, that's yeah, that's some of the deep coaching stuff that we do. That's so effective. But yeah, I think it just starts with simple acknowledgement and being present to it and then 
making an action around it, which is just dropping it. So, so good work. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You just basically gave us like, you know, so much wisdom and shared it with us from your week. So thank you for connecting. My pleasure. <laughs> awesome. All right, Henry, we'll have a good rest of your day and a, it's a beautiful weekend. It's going to actually cool down. I hear. It's going to be great. My daughter's in town. She just got in last night, so we're going to enjoy time with her. Oh, is it her first time back? It is her first time back. Aww. I know. Very emotional last night at the airport. <gasps> oh, my God. Well, thank you even more than giving us this time. That's precious. Oh, no, no. My, my great pleasure. It's, it's great to be on this show. Oh, awesome. Well, tell your family hello from us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, bye, Henry. Bye, Henry. Goodbye. All right. Well, that was Henry Lopez. Again, check him out at um, his website, which we'll put on the show notes and just look under episode six. And that's it for this week's episode of Spark Inspire Your Life. Find us online and Facebook at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. You can send us an email at podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.